And welcome to Shungite Reality. My name is Nancy Hopkins, and with me today is Mark Joseph. Not Derek, because he's on a trip, and wow, what a trip he's having. Um, and, but Walt is going to come on, Walt Silva. But his, um, well, he got a little confused on the time, so his mom is making breakfast. I said, no, eat breakfast. He'll be, <laughs> when you finish breakfast, come on on. We wouldn't want him hungry, and we wouldn't want his mom halfway through breakfast be told to stop. So he will be on with us. And so, Mark, it's just you and I for now. <laughs> Hello. Morning. Hi, everybody. And um, how are you doing today? Doing good. Good to be here. Thank you. I got to tell you about the... the <laughs> this, this was crazy. Um, so Derek started out on his trip last Friday. And he calls me yesterday. And he's already in Arizona next to the Mexican border. And I'm like, how the hell did you get down there that fast, you know? And he said he'd driven 16 hours the day before. So we're chit-chatting, and, and all of a sudden he says, well, what the hell, what the hell? And I said, what, what? He says, I don't know. He says, there's butterflies all over the place. For the next seven minutes, he was driving through butterflies. There was a swarm of them just, you know, he, he he was trying to figure it out. You know, it's like, I don't know, I can see them, and they're at least, you know, two stories high, and, you know, it's just hundreds and hundreds of them. And then I heard them, I could hear them hitting the, the window, the windshield. And, like I say, this went on for seven minutes. Now, he's going 76 miles an hour. So, you know, for seven miles, about seven miles, he was in this swarm of butterflies. And he he, he actually, just before, he, he, just before it stopped, he got off the road and he took a picture of it. I should show it to you, but it's dead, <laughs> one of them. And um, he didn't stay there very long because the temperature right then, I don't know what it was right then, but the temperatures have been crazy down there. Um, 120 during the day and at night it's still not much below 100 so extremely hot and he couldn't stay outside the car the truck for any time at all he said you cannot believe the heat he said and he, and he was trying to take pictures but the glare was so much that he couldn't even you know how that glare gets on the on the camera yeah on the, on the mm -hmm. screen and um so I don't know. I don't know what this is about. I meant to. I meant to look up butterfly swarms because, you know, you hear about monarchs and you see them and stuff. And, and actually, it it uh, had a similar, just very similar. I mean, not very similar. Just a little similar to a monarch. But I know monarchs. I have them in my yard. And so I went to to what was it? Arizona butterflies. And I get on this thing, and it must, it had way over a hundred different types of butterflies. But the problem was, is that you had to click on this species, you know, this, the particular type of butterfly, to get a picture. You couldn't just look at the pictures, you know. So I went through every single one of those things, and I found two butterflies that look similar. I'm not sure, because I was looking at a dead one, at a picture of a dead one, you know. But um, very, very odd. Don't even know what to make of that. 
uh, I don't know if anybody knows about butterfly swarming and stuff. Or, you know, he said that the, he saw mustangs um, up on the highway. Uh, quail, quail. He had to st- he had to stop to let a qu- group of quail walk across the pavement. And I said to him, I said, "How can they walk across that pavement if it's that hot?" And he says, "I don't know. I have no idea how." Because the pavement is now, and he's on a highway. It's not, you know, it's a highway. The pavement gets so hot that it will actually melt tires. And it'll cause tires like on a regular truck to, um, or a car, the threads, the tre- treads start coming apart. And on the big trucks where they've got the metal in, in the tire, he said that these things will melt and actually you'll see on the side of the road, what they call road gators. <laughs> I said, what's a road gator? He said, well, alligators will come up in Louisiana, where he used to live, where he lived there for a while. The alligators would come up on the road to get warm. And he said, unfortunately, people would hit them. And then you'd have this alligator laying dead by the road. <clears throat> and these tires, when they come apart, they kind of, you know, remind people of alligators by the side of the road. So, um... It just, it just was one of those very weird things, and it was kind of weird that you know I was on the phone with him when it happened, so I got to experience it too. So he's um, he's stopped. He's got this. He's got the product. That the truck is full of it, and he's on his way back. Uh, maybe Friday, he said. So he should be here. Well, hopefully, yeah. He's got to be here. He's got a metaphysical show after that uh, next week. So, um, that's what's happening there. Um, what, what shall we talk about? You, you've got some notes. We talked it last night, but, um, what would you like to just kind of start with? Oh, um, hmm, as far as Shungite goes? Whatever you want to talk about. No, I mean, that's a good start. Uh, I guess just some refreshers in regards to, um, I mean, it's always a good revisit. This was, what, like a month ago when Derek was on, that uh, I think it was Singularity or Kurzweil, one of those news sites that C60 does extend telomeres. I'm I'm big on life extension. Uh, Not necessarily transhumanism, but so... And then Cliff High talks about this too. I, I follow him on Twitter pretty um, regularly. Uh, and and apparently C60 itself using it you know, to buy it as a supplement is pretty expensive. But then Shungite's you know uh, pretty cheap. Like you can go to Etsy or whatever uh, Derek store. You know if you want best quality, no ripoffs. Oh, that that's a good one. Um, so. I don't know if, if Walt mentioned this on Cosmic Reality, but, you know, the other show, that there was a, some crystal lady who um, got Shungite wrong in terms of, like, she was trying to test it, but then if you use coal, it, it does the same thing with the flashlight test and tapping your cell phone. And what was the other the other test? I, I could have sworn there was a third one. But I, I guess that's a good... Um, because she she has like tens of thousands of uh, views and then like I don't know hundreds of comments or something like that. Um, Walt made some comment in, in Cosmic Reality about that. 
don't know if you remember. Well, you know, it was it was weird because, um, yes, apparently the Cole will do the same test. We'll have to ask Walt when he gets here about that, because um, when we first started out, I wasn't even. I, I don't I don't know if I ever tested it. You know, um, what we'll have to ask. I, I have to I have to pass on this one because. Yes, I understand that that Cole was supposed to do that too, which um, throws us into a, a situation of, oh, that's uh, that's not good, because if it's true, you can't test the elite. I remember back a few years ago, somebody was um, talking about elite. Jeez, wait a second. Dolly, we're live. We're live. Dolly's Dolly's messaging me. I don't know why she doesn't think it's live. Walt's coming on. Okay. Yes, and I'm going to get to your butterfly thing in a second. Um, so they started talking about Shungite being, um, you know, uh, phony. It was, some people were getting phony Shungite or something. I don't know. And so that was when we were, I'm going like, how could, how could anybody, see, coal is inexpensive, but how, how would anybody really think that coal and Shungite were the same thing? And then I thought about elite. So I went and I got two different pieces of, sh- of coal, different types of coal. And I have two elite. And oddly enough, they were all four of these pieces, the two coal, the two elite, um, were very similar in size, and honestly, looking at them, I wouldn't have known the difference. And the weight is, you know, because elite is, is is seems lighter than the the other. Um, the weight wouldn't have tripped me either. So at that point, I realized that what what was being substituted wasn't for the you know regular raw shungite; it was for the elite. But then we found out that in China they were taking coal, I think it's coal, and compressing it and making like little figurines and claiming it was Shungite, and it wasn't. It was pressurized coal and resin, I think. Um, so there is phony Shungite out there. There is, um, I think it's from Pakistan, there is a similar mineral composition as Shungite in some of their mines, and I accidentally got, I, I, I bought a bunch of beads that I thought were Shungite. They were being called Shungite. And then um, when I got the beads, I'm looking at them, I go, something's wrong with these things. And I'm looking and I can see white in the hole, you know, the beads. So inside it was white. I said, you don't have white in Shungite, it's all black. So then I went back to where I bought it, and I'm looking at this thing, and I made a, I asked her, you know, where did you actually get this? And it, she said, you know, it was not Corellia. So I wasted a tremendous amount of money on phony Shungite. Not a tremendous amount of money, but at that time it was, you know, money. <laughs> and uh, so I, I, I myself had gotten burnt, you know. And I had seen this pr- prior to that. I'd ordered a small one. But I just hadn't picked up on it, 
And I didn't pick up on it from an energy standpoint because in my house, you you can't go anywhere without Shungite being here. You know, so I didn't pick it up off the the, the stones themselves. I wasn't looking for it either. I thought I had real stuff. Um, so you have to be careful, you know. But there's a lot of sources of Corellia, from Corellia. It's just that when you're dealing with what Derek's got, Derek goes from Corellia, the mine, virtually to his store. Yes, there's an intermittent shipper that does all this and gets it to him, but you you might be able to to find other people that are getting it strictly, you know, straight from the mine. Um, but I know, and I, there's there's a total guarantee on on what you know you get from those guys. Uh, so that's why I always recommend them. Yeah, you can get stuff from someplace else, but you can't get that stuff. I mean, you see, every time somebody handles Shungite, Shungite will pick up a little bit of their energy. You know, it's it's not gonna. It's easy to clear. It's not integral to the Shungite balls off type of thing. But still, if you have somebody like Derek who is working with Shungite out of uh, out of his mission to to basically in himself make changes that will make him connect to his metaphysical self in that he's got all sorts of abilities that he didn't have when I first met him. They are they're sitting there, they're there. He just hasn't accessed them. And so when you're dealing with somebody that is really, really focused on advancing their own individual self and what they can do in order to help other people, and somebody who is so dedicated to the mineral kingdom, it's not like he's new to this. He had a dad that was take him out into the you know wilds of Arizona and go mineral hunting as a little kid. So he he's he's so familiar with this. He's, he's spent his life, you know, loving minerals and and you know, I mean, he goes on these these buying sprees and he'll get so excited because he's found another mineral that he never saw before. Um, you know, so if you got somebody that's just selling shungite because they're making money on it, that's fine. But just remember, the more people that you have around you that are following their heart instead of their pocketbook the easier life is going to be with you because it's just going to fortify your own love energies so as far as the test there we'll have to ask Walt when he gets here you know what, what what's that test about because I didn't real I didn't realize it and you know at one point he said something to me not too long ago and I said oh he's here <laughs> okay so Walt, are you going to join us? He's in chat. Are you there, Walt? Yeah, I didn't want to interrupt you. You were talking. Oh, well, I was talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you heard the question, but the question was regarding um, the fact that coal can be tested with a flashlight. Yes. Uh, okay. That's, that's, that's in, that, if, you, if you're looking at a, a D battery, you know, the, the, the big fat batteries... When you take it apart, the the center uh, 
contact the thing that that gives that gives a connection to the the center thing. It's a carbon rod. It's it, maybe it's about uh, two inches long. The you know on the, the it's the size of the cell. It's pure pure carbon. In fact, when I used to do electrolysis experiments uh, back in school, the only thing that I could use to get um, we, because when you do electrolysis of table salt, you get two gases. You get chlorine gas and hydrogen gas. Hydrogen gas is very easy to do because uh, it it doesn't uh, attack any any material. But uh, chlorine gas is very caustic, and it and the the first thing it does, it it reacts with the copper if you use a copper electrode. So the only electrode I could use as a material was uh, uh, was carbon rod and and. And my teacher said, "Well, just take a take a D cell apart and just take the carbon out of the middle." And I and I thought, "Oh, that's an idea." So I, I took it apart, and I was able to do it. Uh, it stinks like hell because it's a it's very caustic uh, gas, but it was a way to to get it out of there. So so when I saw the <clears throat> the people being excited over the battery test, I thought to myself, "Well, I wonder if they know that carbon is." Conductive. In fact, in the auto industry, this is this is really really old. Uh, I don't know why, but I remember in the in the, auto, the auto supply store, um, they had conductors made of carbon. I don't know if it was a special application, uh, or maybe it was it was meant to be used in an environment where water is not an issue, or uh, or some other chemical is not an issue. But these conductive segments were made of pure carbon because anything metallic would react with whatever the environment was i'm not an auto parts expert uh, other than changing my oil i'm not an expert so uh, <laughs> uh they had they were using carbon for in some part of the car so uh carbon is conductive so i don't know uh i i, I understand the excitement that it was it was a at the beginning, oh, it, this is this is uh, the flashlight is going on. That means that this is shungite. Well, it means that it's carbon, and exactly shungite is 100% carbon, plus a few other minerals that are mixed in. Um, but I think the ultimate test of shungite, uh, you know, from unfortunately, not everybody is a dowser. Everybody can douse because it's part of our energy system it's just a matter of letting yourself learn it uh but not not dowsing you know getting rid of getting rid of dowsing in the equation the the way to test if this thing is working on it is like for example uh the the shanghai sticker on the phone the phone doesn't heat up uh the signal gets better uh, you, you don't you don't uh, from a poor signal you get a better signal um, the uh, batteries last longer the only the only uh, the only way that uh, the what do you call it the shungite does not help is it cannot help to restore something that's it's it's beyond its useful life like when you have a battery that is like so dead, there's nothing you can do in the world to make it come back to life. And 
you put that Shanghai, uh, it's just it's going to hasten its defeat. It's uh, it's it's going to hasten its its, its death. Uh, but if but if you use the Shanghai, let's say you're charging batteries, and let's say the battery maybe is going through half its life or it's a brand new battery, that battery is going to last longer, and the charge is going to last longer because the the Shanghai is going to extend its life. So these are tests things that you can do not using not using dowsing skills to detect things you these are outright tests that you can do uh, another another thing that uh, is, is another test that you don't need dowsing for is uh, well I I can test it I don't know about other people's sense of taste is like uh, whenever you have like the, for example distilled water water that has no essence in it, it'll have a taste. As soon as you record, let's say, a homeopathic essence on it, and it's just pure energy, the taste change changes, and I can taste it. So that's that's another way of confirming, like, when you have the, the Shanghai in the water, it completely... Well, for example, I have one of those under-the-counter filtration systems for the house, and it this has two... Um, two canisters so on the first very first canister where the water comes in that has the uh, uh, what it was called the charcoal the char uh, charcoal charred carbon carbon it's well not no it's a charred bone because what a charred bone is what they use to filter fluoride out of the water Oh really? I guess the water is attra- yeah. I guess the water is attracted to charred uh, cooked bone. I guess they they cook it and then they turn it into powder. And I guess and fluoride just loves. Well, th- what do they use fluoride for? To get into our brains, right? What what you know? Our head is surrounded by the skull, and that's bone. So I guess uh, fluoride is uh, is attracted to hum to bone. Tissue, I don't know, but that's what they use to suck fluoride out of the water. So these canisters, they have the carbon that will uh, absorb chlorine, and then they have charred bone, which is what pulls uh, fluoride out of the water. That's on the very first stage. The second stage, it's all shungite, um, um, but different different uh, grades of shungite from very fine to uh, mid-sized nuggets. So that that one, I never change because I've taken it apart just to take a look at it and smelled it, tasted it, nothing. There is no, nothing, there's no chlorine because you would expect, okay, uh, carbon given a certain amount of exposure to chlorine in the water, uh, it becomes saturated and it gets to the point that it doesn't filter anything. You take even even when I used to have pure charcoal filters, uh, my taste would tell me, okay, it's time to change them because the water tastes like chlorine. Okay, time to change those canisters. Now with the, the second canister being pure shungite, I haven't changed it in two years. I'm not exaggerating. I, I changed the the first canister because I I am aware that I, I want something to absorb, you know. Get get rid of the the, the fluorine and uh, and the 
what do you call it, the chlorine and the, and the fluoride, fine, no problem. Uh, but the second one, I don't need to change it at all. There's got no taste, it's got no smell. So are you telling, so, are you telling me that Shungite will not take fluoride and uh, chlorine out of the water? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that I'm using that that in the first stage for my own, you know, added precaution. But obviously, not, there's none of that. It's in the second one because if it were absorbing that stuff, it would already have uh, a, already its capacity to do its work will would be compromised. It would have it would smell like chlorine. It would have, uh, uh, what do you call it, when this carbon thing gets saturated, it changes color. You would see these things, but no, I, I guess I could, I could, I could once, once this canister is spent, what I'm going to do is just not spend any money because it's, every canister is like 60 bucks. I'm just going to go ahead and make the, both canisters be of, made of Shungite. And that's it. Yeah. Why bother, I... why bother with I, I wouldn't think just, that that you would have a, a. I mean, well, because I know that they've taken measurements, you know, of the of the waters around Shunga and have not found anything, <laughs> even yeah. heavy metals. And for yes. those for those people that that wonder, well, how can this be? I'll tell you. I used to use a Brita um, water filter, and man, that thing! If you don't do that on a really before you see any problem kind of thing that thing can, I remember one time I'd forgotten to change I don't know what and I said oh my god I gotta change this thing and it was so putrid in its smell that I'm thinking oh my god I've been drinking what this is way before Shanghai I've been drinking this water I mean just putrid like toxic stuff because it's absorbing the stuff out of the water and then holding on to it and it's only got so much space before it starts to you know not really be working at all and um never with shungite have i ever detected any kind of a an absorption thing you know and then two canister companies in russia tried to find out when they had to change the shungite out like you would with carbon and they could. They, there was yeah. no. There was no absorption. It transmutes yeah, no, it. The, and the first, the first giveaway, besides the visual, if if if, because sometimes you don't have a visual cue. If you have a visual cue, and above all, a smell cue. If you can smell the difference, it tells you that this thing is a is is absorbing whatever chemistry is in the water. So once it's saturated, it's like a sponge. Okay, a sponge absorbs water up until the point of saturation. Then it doesn't absorb any more water. It's saturated. That's what the word means. This thing doesn't doesn't. There is not no such thing happening in the Shanghai. That's my number one argument for when people come up with this. They keep I don't know where they put it pull it out of their pocket or what some book somewhere. I say, oh, Shanghai, it needs to be the discharge and it needs to be cleansed. And I keep, and I keep <laughs> retarding with the same question. Okay, yes, you say that it needs to be cleansed. Okay, I have evidence to the contrary. Do you have evidence that it needs to be cleansed? Do you, yes, do you have evidence that it needs to be cleansed? Because I have evidence that it doesn't. Uh, that's it, because why, why are you? 
there's no reason to argue anymore because okay, let's the evidence speaks better than than anything else. <laughs> well, yeah, I thank you for that. I use that. I I say, well, Walt said, you know, blah 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 blah. When they try to, <laughs> how do you know that? Well, because it's being tested. It's being used. Most of the from what I, well, I'm sure that probably all of them now in Russia that itself that the way that they purify the water is shungite in the in their canisters you know so um yeah and people need to make make a living so that's that's why they come up with this requirement that after such such so much time the canisters need to be replaced well they need to make a living because in reality you don't need to otherwise i have shungite i don't i don't need to keep using that canister but it's a crime for me to toss it away when it doesn't it doesn't smell it doesn't stink and and the and the water because that's and that's what that's another thing when i had okay both canisters of the uh, of the charcoal and uh, charred bone thing uh it uh, in the very first month let's say of putting new canisters the water was delicious but as it approached the end of life on the canisters, little by little, the taste of chlorine would creep into the water. This this thing, like I said, it's two years plus that I'm using the second canister, pure shungite. Never, not even a whiff, not nothing. With the, with the taste, it, it, it has no taste of chlorine. Absolutely nothing. So obviously the chlorine is being neutralized because even with, even with the charcoal filters, it still gets through. You know, no, not not with the shungite. It's not an exaggeration. I, in fact, I, I was I was willing to offer it to someone the before I put the uh, the the shungite resonator on the water main in the in the bathroom. I had a cartridge that I made it, it's about what is it it's nine it's nine inches long and it's made with a three inch diameter pipe it inside it has a mixture of of, of shungite and, and quartz and I use that uh, as a uh, what do you call it you would screw it onto the pipe and you would use it as a shower filter and since I put in the resonator I don't I don't need a shower filter I mean you you can taste you taste the water that comes of the shower, and mind you, there's no here. We are not dealing with a chemical physical filter. Here is just the water from the pipe, and the only thing I have on the line is the the shungite resonator. So the, the shower water does not have a physical filter on it, and yet you'd, I've drunk it when I've taken a shower. Nothing. There's there's not a whiff of, of chlorine. So I should have started I should have started that in the conversation about the chlorine <laughs> because here my shower is not filtered, not a physical filter, but it has shungite in the line as an as a in in its energy form with the magnets and the and the shungite field, and yet there is no taste of chlorine. So obviously it is neutralizing its it's it's making it inert because otherwise the shower would taste like would like a chlorine because there's nothing filtering it there and yet it's it's there's no chlorine in the water 
So I, I was I was going to like I said I was going to offer if somebody wants to try the that shower filter they just they just pay for shipping I don't I don't want to throw it away I don't I think it's a waste to have it sitting in a cabinet there if somebody wants to enjoy it uh, you know that's if somebody's is a, if somebody's interested yeah you <laughs> can go to his um, website new paradigm tools plural dot net newparadigmtools.net and um, send him a message contact him through the through the website um, okay so but essentially back to see before you got here um, Mark was saying that Mark tell, tell him what you told me please I was just referencing back to Cosmic Reality the show where you were going off on this uh Crystal Lady, who was reviewing Shungite, talking about Shungite, and I thought that was a good good topic to cover on this show. People don't necessarily listen to the other show all the time. So, oh, yeah. You're the lady that's talking about that Shungite uh, shields against EMF? Yeah, I yeah. thought that was... That, uh, I, that's why I, was, I said, you know, where are people getting this stuff? Because, okay, first off, if... If I if if I have the same concept of shielding a signal as everybody else has, it's something that's going to block a signal or somewhat reduce it in a, in amplitude and intensity. So, if Shanghai did that, signals would be affected. Like for example, uh, on on the phone, okay, you had a good communication. You put on a Shanghai sticker. Now all of a sudden. It, the sound is less clear or it changes in quality. But no, the opposite is true. When you put a, a Shanghai sticker on a, on a cell phone, for example, you get even better communication. The, the signal becomes stronger. It becomes clearer. So where is the shielding? Where is the this shielding that you're touting? I get it that, that people think, Okay, shielding is a good solution. In fact, I, I disagree with shielding. I, for example, I agree because even, let's, for example, the radiation, radioactive emissions, for example, it's something you want to shield from because we know that radiation, granted there are different types of radiation, but radiation we always it has this negative connotation to it. No, we want to shield from radiation because it's bad and all of this. Okay, I get that. Uh, but whether it be EMF or a, a radioactive emission, we are witnessing with this with the Shungite the same thing: is that is not the energy being blocked or stopped or shielded in some way. It's being changed. It's being transmuted. The nature of it changes. Case in point, uh, I know that the media doesn't report everything. Heavens to Betsy. They, they exist for their own sake, not for the benefit of, of mankind. But one of the big secrets about Chernobyl is that none of the workers that worked on sealing that, the bad, that's, that destroyed plant died. Even the even the, uh, the the foreman who was exposed to like three times the lethal amount of radiation, he was interviewed. He 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 lived to tell the tale, 
and everybody's looking at each other, scratching their heads. What are these people doing? And nobody knows, okay, what was done to help these? Because here in the U.S., someone with, let's say, maybe one-tenth the amount of exposure that these people had, that's it, they're dead. Within a, a year, two years, they're going to come down with some incurable cancer, and that's it, they're dead. Because here they don't, I, 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 they don't know or they don't want anybody to know that it's, there is no need to die of radiation poisoning. But we know that these workers in, in Russia were treated in Shanghai rooms. These are rooms where floor to ceiling and walls, they are all uh, covered in Shanghai bricks. So in here, the, uh, the field is so intense and so dense. As soon as they walked in, whatever radiation was in their cells was being transmuted. And they all, they all lived. They, don't, they didn't publicize it. You know, <laughs> nobody was asking questions. These people were in Chernobyl and they're alive. Why are they alive? And nobody's either they're not, nobody's asking the question or somebody does ask it. Nobody's answering because they don't want to know. And the Russians knew what to do to treat their people. And we've seen photos of these uh, Shanghai rooms. You can you can imagine. You know, uh, look at all of the people here. Uh, case in point, Nancy's own brother, one of her brothers, died from EMF exposure. He didn't need to. That's, that's the, the sad, horrible thing about this. He didn't need to. If he had had uh, even, even you know, a, a moderate amount of uh, shungite, it never, the exposure never would have been lethal for, her, for, for him. I, I knew a professor when I went to electronics school, um, one of the professors, I remember he had um, um, one of his legs what was kind of withered and had one, uh, he had to walk using the, these thick shoes, you know, people that have had uh, um, childhood, uh, I, remember, I forget the name of it now, it's the, the, the thing where they would get paralysis as children. Polio? Ah, uh, that's it. And they have to grow up, and the rest of their life they have to wear a special thick boot to to make the length of both legs the same. So this teacher had that he had to uh, have a special boot so that he could work walk. And uh, I was having a private conversation one one time because everybody went home after classes, and I stayed behind to ask a ton of questions, like always, annoying everybody with my questions. And uh, he says, "I don't have this." because of some childhood illness or some bacteria or some virus or anything. I said, I don't understand. He says, no. He says, I worked in, in laser equipment. I, I got this from being exposed to the laser radiation. So there you have it. A person who's, you know, handicapped at a, to a certain level because of being exposed to the laser radiation. Had he known about the existence of Shanghai, the laser radiation would not have hurt him in the way it was. So Now, we do have proof of this because um, Derek was taking radiation readings around the, the hives with the Shanghai. And he would get, I mean, he would get more than background because he was in a very dirty radiation uh, area, um, more than what was typically a background radiation. And when he walked towards the the Shungite beehive, 
boom, it would drop off to zero. That's and then we and then we had the um, thing with the radi- radon. Uh, that's a natural occurring radiation that you get from soil. And in certain areas, it, it it's very very uh, it can be can be deadly. So this one woman who had gotten a turtle up in Canada, because she had a well that had a lot of radiation in it, and she, she, but, but but so I sent her one. This was when we were starting out, and I sent it to her. I didn't charge her for it. I just sent it. Let you know, give it a try, see what happens. And before she got it, her husband bought these something that was like uh, little gel balls that were supposed to absorb the radiation, I guess. And so she never did put it into the well. However, she had had it in the back room uh, where laundry is, laundry room. And when she, her neighbor found out about radon and got a measurement device and sees it all through his house, she gets freaked out and says, well, can I borrow your meter? And she goes... And sure enough, her house is just as bad as his was, except it started dropping the closer she got to the laundry room. And when she got into the laundry room, there was none, because that's where the turtle was. You know? So, um, yeah, there's absolute proof. But regarding the Russian thing, do you remember a couple of years ago, and I can't even remember where we found this out, but it turned out that somebody had, was, had made gloves to, to protect people from radiation when they're working with it, it was some kind uh, of a, a clothing material that, that had been developed. And it was one of those, you know, you, you hear it and you go, did you just say that? You know, yes, that's what I understand. And yet they didn't, that's what they had been told. So there's even anecdotal evidence that, you know, there was maybe clothing that they were wearing too. But oh. the fact of the matter is, is that um, now for those people that are new to shungite, when shungite comes into the picture, it can it, it's got a huge energy field, okay, very powerful energy field fueled by quantum energy, and when you get to the idea of a, a toxic material. It's doing the same thing to the toxic material at the molecular level that it does to an EMF wave. The EMF wave comes in and it's, and it's rotating in, in an uncompatible to your body. Your cells are trying to rotate the other way, and you're now in, in, a, in a field that wants everything rotating the opposite way. That's why you get friction and heat buildup when you got you, you know we've taken thermography pictures of how how much heat goes into your head when you got a phone on it's because of this friction between the two fields and the cells themselves so when you have a situation where you've got the <clears throat> toxic material coming in unlike the EMF that just switches around now it's biocompatible and now because it's biocompatible it means it's in a doing a rotation that is a life rotation even for the batteries it's it, that's why we get you know <clears throat> people who well like one time I was using a hair dryer I said I don't have a sticker on this what's the matter with me so I go and I put a Bucky Band-Aid on it was all it was Bucky Band-Aid just the pure powder and as soon as I got it on there and turned it on again the sound the sound of the motor had changed it was much less 
of a sound. It was quieter. Um, indicating that, yes, in fact, that now everything was going in the same way. And we get more efficiency. You proved it, you know, when you did that, that yep. uh, test with, uh, with the three stickers. And base, yep. Yep. just give them a, a snapshot of that so they, you know, because we've got people that are new to this subject. And, hey, listen, well, I learn something every time I look at it. <laughs> well, the, the I, what I did is I took a, a simple AC motor. Uh, I created a load, load meaning something to to resist against the motor. Um, and I set up, uh, mind you, these are just plain Shungite stickers. I know that over time we have developed different formulations of the Shungite powder to deal with uh, different uh, energies, different emissions. But these were just plain old uh, Shungite powder. And what I did is I, I, I measured current and voltage uh, on on the system, with the with the th- with the thing running, uh, no load, and then I would apply a load. And by applying load, I, I had a grinding stone mounted on the motor. And what I would do is I would have a way to using a screw, I would tighten uh, something to uh, uh, something to grind a, a piece of metal. That was spring loaded, and then I, I would I would tighten the screw, and then I would uh, and I would measure, okay, what is the load now? What is the, uh, the voltage and the and the current at the motor? If I if I uh, apply half a turn, if another half, another half, and so so I would take three measurements, just no load, and then three more measurements of the same amount of of load. To get an idea, okay. So then I applied one sticker, and the first thing I noticed is how there is uh, less resistance in the system because there is less voltage drop and more current. And I thought, oh, that's this is interesting. How can there be more current now when we have this this load? So I started, okay. After after the first set of measurements. I put a second sticker on the motor and then a third sticker. And then I realized that every time I would add a sticker, the amount of current that was being, uh, the amount of uh, a voltage drop was less and the the amount of heat on the, on the motor was less. So when I, when I, after the third sticker, I realized that that was it. That was the maximum uh, energy savings that the system could give me, because uh, other a uh, fourth sticker and a fifth sticker, no change whatsoever. So the uh, correction on the signal was happening uh, was happening at, at the third sticker. So that that's when I, it, it it was the most economic was with the three stickers. Well, I, I if I remember correctly, the first sticker made a drastic change. It went went from you know let's say zero to you know up into the seventeen range, seventeen percent more efficient. Okay, and then when you added the second one, it went up a very you know only a few more degrees. You know like let's say if it was a seventeen, maybe it was at twenty two now or twenty five. But the third one again, it wasn't much of a change, but it's at like. 
31%, 33%. Well, the thing is that we're having this conversation about something really old. <laughs> the reason I'm pointing this out is because whatever I measured, whatever I recorded at that time, is no longer applicable because over time, you know, this is this is definite proof how this Shanghai thing is a living thing is that over time there's more and more Shanghai spread out. It's like especially people like Derek that are going around gifting Shanghai and putting it on trees, on, on along along highways. Wherever they're going, they're dropping high, uh, you know, Shanghai. And there's more of it, you know, more, more Shanghai. And I think its field is growing. And for example, I've been dowsing the field in the latest series of, uh, of resonators I've made, and it changed. It's no longer like the glass-enhanced resonator. I was getting the maximum radius on the effective field past 480 miles. Well, recently I, 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 I shipped two resonators, and I doused them again. I said, I'm making a mistake. This can't be right. And I keep dowsing. I keep dowsing, ask, asking in different ways, and I keep getting the same answer there. The radius of the effective field is now 800 miles. So I started asking questions. Is this because there's more Shanghai? Yes. Is this because the field of the Shanghai is growing? Yes. So like, for example, the resonant uh, frequency of the Shanghai, it changed after that blue thing flew over the, the, the fields of Shanghai in, in, in Russia. After that, the resonant the frequency of the Shanghai changed. I had to change... Uh, then the the consideration on 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 the for example I had to change the frequency on the resonators I was making the resonators so that they were on the 24th octave now the latest series of ones I I'm I'm, I'm having to calculate for the 25th octave on the measurements of for the coils because now the thing is is more energetic than before so like I told you uh, right now Hold on, what is the list? Cut that. Um, I don't. The like frequency of this okay. of the Shanghai went. It was. I remember it was. Was it? It was six hundred something. Uh, uh, megahertz or something. After we had we had that event with that blue meteor that disintegrated, it didn't. Nothing physical hit anything. It just disintegrated over the Shanghai fields. Every time I dose it, I keep getting the same number. It's twelve hundred ninety-eight gigahertz. We have no, there's not a single. I mean, to my knowledge, there's not a piece of equipment anywhere. Again, I'm just an ignorant guy. I'm not deeply in sophisticated exotic technology maybe out there but i don't know of anything running that high 1298 gigahertz so gigahertz is millions of hertz that's what i'm getting with with the shanghai so it has grown over time and i think it has grown because of the human interaction we know how the shanghai responds to thoughts and intentions, and there's the more that there's more and more and more and more people becoming aware of it, more and more people w- waking up to the knowledge 
that yes, you can communicate with Shanghai and ask it to help you. It is it's growing. It 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 is continued to expand. Before it's been unknown for how long. Known in a, in in a in a corner of the country, not even for the people living in Russia. Very those who knew who were made aware of the Shanghai. What was their opinion? Remember, you said the woman told you it's just dirt. The, the Russian lady said, "Oh, but I don't understand. It's just dirt." Yes, Remember? yes. <laughs> <laughs> so they didn't have a high estimation of Shanghai. They didn't think anything of it other than it's just dirt. <laughs> well, they're they're educators. The people they they the, okay. So the thing that they knew about Shunga, the village of Shunga, is that the water all around the place was beautiful, pristine kind of water. And then um, people were saying, yes, but it's also healing things. It's a healing water. So. Again, the Emperor of Russia, uh, Peter the Great, sent his two two of his physicians to Shanga to, you know, investigate this, and they came back and they said, yes, whatever whatever is in the water is actually healing, and that's when he built a um, a, a, a resort area, and one of the things that went into this resort area was a it was for children with asthma and lung problems. And like a little hospital for these kids, and when they would take the water, now remember they don't know anything about it. They just know that the water's healing. They would put the water in um, uh, what would they call it? You know, when they put it in the stuff that blows out into the air, a humidifier type of thing, and they would put it into the to you know this, and they found that you know just by breathing this in, they're thinking they get a hundred percent cure rate at this particular hospital for these kids and what they didn't know is that the kids were also drinking the water and maybe they did but you know in the study that they did they were, were pointing to the the humidifier I think it was a humidifier inhalator or something like that but it was breathing it in um, but you know maybe they understood that it was also the water that they were drinking but that's that that was 200 years ago now is it more than that probably closer to it's 300 years that this was known so it's amazing to me when i look back over this little journey we've been going on that when i found this stuff in 2014 there was only three distributors in the united states and two of them were just doing it for the water purification because by that time people understood it it was being used in canisters you know they understood that it was a purifier but and it also a number of universities was now investigating the waters in and around the the shungite field so it it had i mean in 14 when i put in the word shungite you'd get up a thousands of of you know type of uh links coming up but they were primarily all scientific. There wasn't a lot of people at that time selling it. And the, so you had the two that were selling the rocks and one that was selling jewelry made of, of Shanghai. Now it's all over the place. So um, do you have any questions there, Mark? Did he, we sort of really kind of got into that one. 
No, this is great. You guys are going off on just you know the whole spectrum, so not at all. Okay, we're we're approaching the uh, top of the hour, so I want to go back to the butterflies. Um, I don't know that you heard me tell that uh, Derek down in he was just he was in Arizona, but the Mex he was looking at the Mexican he was looking at Mexico um, and driving on this highway, and all of a sudden he got involved in a swarm of um, butterflies. And it went on for seven miles that he was in this, and hundreds and thousands of them. He's, and he said, after the fact, he said, well, there had to have been millions of butterflies, because we did the math. He was going 76. It lasted this, because we were timing it on the, on the phone. And uh, so about for seven miles, you have this huge swarm. So we were talking about it, and Dolly earlier um, looked it up for me. Thank you, Dolly. And she said, according uh, uh, Nancy, accordingly, what does seeing a lot of butterflies mean? Butterfly symbolism and meaning butterflies are deep and powerful represented representations of life. Many cultures associate the butterfly with our souls. The Christian religion sees the butterfly as a symbol of resurrection. Around the world, people view the butterfly as representing endurance, change, hope, and life. So um, that that is really powerful uh, statement. Especially, many cultures associate the butterfly with souls, with our souls, because of the readings that people have been uh, intuitive healers have been getting off of people with uh, the the shots. It turns out that the ones that I've talked to <clears throat> are discussing a seeming a disconnect between the lower body, as Walt would say, and the soul. Um, so, souls. Can I tell you something fast before the, the break? Sure, because sure. I know that it's 11.50. Okay. I know that this is the Shanghai show and we don't like to change subjects, but this is worth mentioning is that in a, in a fragment, because in Elio Benz sent a very long post, but I just took down a fragment and I mailed you on Mark, it should be in your email, that uh, it's... Let me, I want to get, get this thing. She, in Elio Benz, wrote that uh, there's a, a doctor named Town Cohen, and he doesn't know what percentage of people have been affected, but amazingly enough, a lot of people that have taken this so-called jab are not sick because this doctor found out that they got placebo. They didn't get any, any nanoparticles or anything, just distilled water. And as soon as I read this, I, th I thought of your, of your neighbor, Sandy, I said, maybe that's why Sandy has no symptoms of any kind, because she never was injected. People that were injected have that magnetic thing on their arm that can be scanned. Yes. And, and, and like uh, that? Yeah. Um, that concept that there is placebo out there, I had heard a while, a while back that it was, um, you know, but then I was listening to Dr. Uh, Mikovic, Mikovic, and she was talking about the fact that in essence, this is a human experiment. 
so that some batches of it is just sailing, uh, sailing. And that makes sense, you know, and plus the fact that there was a case and it came up once, you know, and then it disappears. But there was a situation where this one batch that was being given to people was causing virtually in everybody, you know, bad symptoms. And so then all of a sudden, you know, they're realizing this, this, this batch is bad. But maybe because she, she Mikovich was saying that every batch is probably got some change to it because it's an experiment. That's what you you people that have taken the 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 jab that 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 is what you've done. You've agreed to have being an experiment. And if God is smiling on you and your soul doesn't want to have a contract with this, then you get the you know the. The, the base one, the one that's got nothing in it, no nothing, just saline. And then you might get one that, that is not so full of the graphene, which I do want to talk about. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That's very interesting. Okay, thank you. Um, all right, we're going to do uh, our Shanghai song, and um, I think, yes, we are. Okay, we'll be back in three minutes.
Okay, welcome back to the Shungite Show. It is July 20th, 2021. And Dolly, I owe you an apology. I had replay on the promo picture, I guess. Uh, mm, not good. Not good at all. <laughs> uh, I need somebody to check me before these things go out. So, um, yeah, bummer. I'll have to do something with uh, to make sure that people listen to it if they thought it was a replay and blah 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 blah. We'll and I apologize. I apologize, Dolly. She's all through the chat. She says this is a live show for the. <laughs> Thank you, Dolly. We'll have to send you to producer radio producer rehab. I know. I know. Well, <laughs> trust me. <laughs> I was listening to a show from sixteen when. Uh, we had Colleen producing and she was having troubles and you know she's discussing the problem you and her got into this whole discussion about it I actually cut it out of the out of today's replay which is after this show but it just like I I started getting post-traumatic stress (laughs) listening to it it was like oh yeah I remember those days you know at least we're we're much it's easier now you know we've been long enough and um We've had so many different problems with it that, you know, now you go, oh, it's that thing again. (laughs) um, So, Mark, are you here? No, not here. Just you and me. Get into the mute. (laughs) Okay. Um, Is there anything that you might have that you wanted to, you know, come off of that discussion with? Um, No, that was pretty solid. Um, yeah, I, I don't know whatever Walt was going off on that last last end there. Um, is there any continuation to that? Oh, the Inelia thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm really curious to hear about that or up, uh, updates. Say again. I'm well, sorry. She's a- the Inelia. Um, oh, oh, yeah. Update. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Walt. No, it's it's a it's a very long post, and ninety um, percent uh, of it is focused toward those people that have gotten the jab and have changed their minds. So that's, <laughs> it's, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a read because there, there is a lot of material to read, but, um, so she said it. that, yeah. okay, hold on. Let me go over here. Cause I can tie that back into Shungai with Derek's story, um, which I, I'll have him tell when he comes back of how he neutralized, um, shots when, uh, uh, he was around them using Shungite. Oh, but go ahead. Right. Uh, <clears throat> uh, first, uh, before I forget, um, if any of the people in our audience that are hearing us, um, if if I'm sounding very, if my voice sounds very metallic or tinny, uh, please let me know because we had a, a listener from um, French Canada. Uh, sent me a, um, uh, an email that it says my voice sounds very tinny and, and yet your voices sound more bass so he has to keep adjusting so I, I told I sent him a picture of the software that we use and he said that, that it should be correctable through the software but he didn't get back to me so I, I don't know I, I don't have a way to speak and have my voice fed back to me so I can make adjustments, but I don't know how effective they are. So if you can, okay. if you can pipe yeah. in, with the okay, deep neck, that'd be great. 
Try, try taking the mono off. Okay, the mono is off. Okay, talk. Let, let's hear it. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Right. Am I very metallic or what? No, I didn't think you were to begin with. Um, but you're, you're, it's, it's, a, it's a, you're now in stereo, so it's a little bit more bassy. Ah, okay. <clears throat> so maybe that's it. Right, except I've always had mine on mono. Oh. Well, but you've always had high-quality microphones. I mean, I have. I don't think Logitechs are cheapo when it comes oh, to Oh, well, yeah, but yeah, I, you might be right there. Yep, yep. Okay, so I, I gave you a bad fix because I couldn't <laughs> hear you. Because it also makes the signal louder. Oh. For some reason, when you put it on, you know, and it could be our ears. He might, he might be younger than me, <laughs> you know, by <laughs> by decades, and uh, can hear that, you know, fluctuation. But um, yeah, hopefully he'll message you back and say yes. That thank you very much. Okay. So. Okay. Excellent. Okay. So, so what we were talking about, the... Anelia? Yes. <clears throat> In the past week, I have had several conversations with individuals who got jabbed and now realize it was a huge decision with massive consequences. What is this huge decision? In 2011, we, as one of many species on Earth, decided that we were all not going to choose to expand our awareness to a high-frequency experience and empowered conscious manifestations. Those of us who decided to continue with a low-frequency reality have had to, since then, work very hard to separate, stay unaware of the consequences of their choices, and are required to embody their choice physically by their own hand. The, free, the first clear choice to take a huge action towards the decision the person made in 2011, most people took this choice subconsciously, higher self-level only, is to get a jab that will make the person sick, lower their physical body frequency at best, and bring about their exit through disconnect or death at worst. After they die, they will incarnate on a planet that is co-creating a fear-based existence of power over others, pretty, pretty much like it has been on Earth for several thousand years now in this timeline. We might, we might say they are stepping into a different timeline, but that statement is not 100% accurate. It is more like a different option in a different reality altogether. A little bit like Lemuria being in our timeline, but in a different reality spectrum. Going back to the choice that these individuals made surrounding the type of paradigm they want to embody, let's say the clear signs is that through fear, uh, of a virus or fear of losing something like a job, freedom of travel, loved ones, etc. These individuals took the jab. Most people who took the jab are still strong in their decision and are still very much afraid and almost dictatorial in their right, righteousness around getting the jab. But, large in large, uh, large capital letters, but... There are some who did the above, then woke up to its true meaning and the consequences of having taken the jab, and now have changed their mind. For those people, 
here's my advice. And he, she lists uh, eight bullet points. Number one, process your fear of sickness and death. And this points to her processing fear exercise. Uh, number two, process your fear that you are now stuck in the low-frequency paradigm. Number three, process your fear that you cannot change your mind. Number four, get your affairs in order, as there is a very high possibility that you will die within the next year or two. Number five, keep away from pets and children, as there is growing evidence that you are shedding poisonous toxins in the environment, and many pets and even unborn babies are dying or getting very sick over it. Number six, don't drive. Accidents are growing in numbers every day. Erratic driving causing deadly accidents or people simply dying at the wheel from, for, for unexplainable reasons. Hang up your car keys or sell your car, use taxis, Ubers, public transport, or get lifts. While C4 gets to mention what if the people driving these vehicles, they themselves got the jab. You're in as much risk as you driving, right? <laughs> Number seven, tell everyone you, lo you love that you love them. Number eight, when you start feeling negative health issues, mental confusion, or other signs, tell your doctor and make a record of it. Post it on your Facebook page, YouTube, and other locations. Don't hide it. That's very well, you might think, but what about my soul and my body choice of going to continue on a low-frequency paradigm? Number one, do the fear processing exercise over getting stuck in a hellish world. Uh, number two, clean your entourage. That's a, She has that listed as a link, so I guess she must be pointing to an exercise. Number three, state out loud in the voice of power that you have changed your mind. You now choose to embody a high-frequency experience. Number four, Use the tools on my site and start embodying the new paradigm. No one else can do this for you. No one can save you but yourself. Number five, support and help everyone in your family who got the job to get their affairs in order. One thing about free will, we can always change our minds. What does this mean in this lifetime? This jo the job is not a casual or light thing. If you didn't get the information before you got the job, it was your higher self-choice. I have elderly relatives that can hardly use the Internet in Chile, and they found the information without any input from me. If they did it, you could have done so too if your higher self-decision has been to embody a high-frequency paradigm. So, if now you can see what this is all about and have changed your mind, this is what you have to understand. And here we have three bullet points. Number one, death is not the end of experience. Number two, is there hope in, of no sickness, separation, disconnection, or death? Yes, some of the jabs were placebo. We don't know the percentage, but there have been independent testing that have identified some jabs to contain a saline solution. No poisons or nanoparticles. For more information on this, research Dr. Tom Cohen's work. Number three, I want you to say the following sentence like a mantra from now on. Throughout time, space, and existence, I am fully conscious and aware of the consequences of my actions. 
Now think about those people who feel they have wronged you or you feel they have wronged you and state. Throughout time, space, and existence, you are fully conscious and aware of the consequences of your actions. I have not taught this powerful mantra before. It is something I have used with huge effect and feel this is the time to release it. I hear many people talk about forgiveness, but here's the thing. Forgiveness implies allocation of blame and guilt. It is a core aspect of the victim-aggressor paradigm. Redefine this energy of blame and guilt and put it into awareness and ability to respond. Use the mantra above instead. Drop the blame and guilt of yourself or others and become fully aware of the consequences of your actions instead. It is the best thing you can do for yourself and the world. I cannot give you a meaningful reason of why the timing of your expansion of awareness over this job came after you got it. It happened. Now do your best to minimize the effects it has on the human collective. Can prayer, Jesus, meditation, or alternative healing methods change what you did to your body by getting the job? Not really. The co-creative decision of, of what this means is way bigger than one person or one body. But at the same time, you can change your mind of what happens to your body and you from now on. And also there are spontaneous healings within our agreed upon reality. And I can assure you that spontaneous healings don't happen through fear. Go to my site and read the hundreds of articles I have placed there the past 11 years. That will get you out of fear and into the path of self-empowerment. See you on the other side. Inelia. Well, that's pretty much the way I've been saying it, too. Um, but, of course, she she does this this thing professionally, what she just said. And it's Inelia. <laughs> I-N-E-L-I-A Benz. B-E-N-Z. And you can look her up. She's got, I can't remember her website uh, off the top of my head. But um, she sends these messages out whenever she needs to do it. And they're very... Um, they're in, very insightful into what we're, you know, the, the situation we have as it's happening. Um, that was awesome. Thank you. Uh, Mark, you want to comment? No, that's great. Uh, yeah, she, she can be found on, um, um, what do you call it, Telegram. And then, uh, like, I download some of her podcasts on, on my iPhone, um, the podcast app, so... Those are my easiest ways to access her information. But, yeah, you guys have been talking about her for years and um, great stuff. She also has cool memes on Telegram to share and that perspective of uh, the split. You know, she was talking about low frequency to high frequency, and this is a great way of, of um, you know, restructuring that, reframing it to, to become becoming more useful. So, excellent. Thank you, Walt. You're welcome. Um as you were reading, I was going through the chat, and Infinite, Infinite has a statement that I want to read, and it goes back to the previous conversation regarding the uh, Shungite and uh, asthma. <clears throat> Excuse me. And she said, my asthma is 75% better. 
My med intake is down from five to six sprays a day, otherwise I would die, down to one or two sprays per day just because my lungs are a bit tight. I've had asthma since I was born. This is just amazing. So there you have a testimonial to the effect of shungite. <clears throat> okay, so um, where would you like to go now, Mark? Where no man has gone before. Oh, so I guess in connecting <laughs> that to um uh, to to shungite. So I I, I brought up the whole nano biotech thing before, uh, like last year, early this year. Just that, and even now, it's more of um, you know, it coming up in relation to the the shots. And so, um, what was it? Yeah, I think I'll probably wait until Derek comes back for his take on on the shots and how like um, he was around them, like the these shots, and he put like a, I think shungite under one of the refrigerators or something, and it neutralized uh, their bad effects. Nancy, I don't know if if you can recall that story he 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 said. Um, no, it's not twigging, but um, Doctor uh, Mikovich also was talking. <clears throat> Gosh, thank you. Uh, sorry. Uh, she was talking about the spike uh, protein and, protein. It, be and yeah. it being um, shedded, okay? And she said, and, and you know, I, ha I had to go like, oh, okay. Because, yes, everybody was talking about it. It was causing a lot of fear, even, even for people that know, you know, a lot. And she said, yes, it's true. You go into an environment with these people with, that have been jabbed, and you're going to find that the room is full of these spike proteins. She said, but it's not going to hurt a healthy person. She said, if 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 your immune system is is you know functioning in a pretty good way, it, you're you're just going to beat them off. Don't worry about that. So, wow. Okay, let's not worry about it then. Instead of feeding yeah. fear yeah. to it. That's that's why you're you're better off. Uh for example, what's was a great way to reinforce you against all these things? Like for example, D3. People that have been consistently taking D vitamin D3 for years, they don't get uh, the flu. It's hard enough if they get a, they get a cold because it, their their system is so reinforced. So I agree with you. You don't need to worry about this. I I agree that if if your immune system is highly compromised. You're in a terribly weakened stand. Well, this is obviously something of a concern. But if if you're if you're not sick, why should you be concerned? I mean, we have this this type of microparticle shedding is happening all around us from everything, from fungi, your pets, your plants. Where where can we unless you're in <laughs> you're unless you're in a laboratory this sealed against everything where can you be where you're not going to be exposed to these microparticles i mean seriously so yeah i agree if you're if you're healthy why would you have to worry about uh, these things exactly and you know her her take on it and she's like she's amazing she worked for fauci she was there when the aids situation occurred she went up against Fauci, and he destroyed her life. She was arrested. They took all her file. I mean, it was just, it's a terrible story. 
and she was prohibited from saying anything about anything for many years, 10 years, 12 years, I don't know, maybe 20 years. But now she can say what she wants. She's out of that legal where they're going to be able to, to you know, lock her up. And she is just absolutely sure that the, the way to stop all this is take off the masks and start hugging people. <laughs> you know? Because she <laughs> she believes so much in the ability... And this is somebody that has is is known for scientific breakthroughs, including in the, in the uh, chemotherapy range, where she she and her team have been able to develop chemotherapy uh, protocol that is helping cancer patients. So she knows what the hell she's talking about, and you listen to her. And you, every once in a while, she goes off into something, and I go like. What the hell is she talking about? But she's able to come back and kind of like say, okay, but this means, and gives you more of a lay person's, you know, take on it. And I got to tell you, you listen to Judy, Dr. Judy Mikovich, and you just feel like, okay, we are, there is, just get rid of the fear. First off, there is no virus COVID-19 that's ever been, isolated it's not out there doing what they think it you know what they're telling you it's doing the people that are dying are probably getting the common flu and have immune deficiency the amount of deaths have not increased as a percentage of the population um the mean age of the people that have died in the united states is 76 the mean age of people that die in the united states on a day in a yearly basis is 73 so that you know the imp- people that have immune deficiencies are the ones that are dying now the fact that this thing may at- be attempting to break down your immune deficiencies your immune system uh well that should give us an indication of you know what they're trying to do but again your our immune systems that god made such unbelievably powerful bodies we underestimate it for exactly what the, you were saying walt you know, <clears throat> this yeah. stuff is all around but, us. Why do we there, survive? There, there's the key. There's there's the key, Nancy. The number one element or factor that compromises your compromises and reduces your immune system. Number one, fear. Someone who is deeply embedded in fear, day in and day out. They, their immune system keeps going down and down and down like a balloon deflating to the point until there's no immune system left. So that's why they're so invested in promoting the fear because it's the only way they can get the people to lower their immune system. Okay, we need people to open the gate so that they'll let us in. And that's how they will get sick. That's why if we are going to classify this split, this separation of the population, it's very simple. Which ones are believing this story, this fake story, and which ones are not? Which ones are waking up and saying, oh, no, this is a fake story and they want to kill us. So, you know, this group go this way and this group, well, you go the other way. They are the ones that are in, in the belief and the fear, and the others are the ones that are waking up. Because that's that's all – I, in all the things that they have done with science, they have not devised – any kind of organism, because they tried it with AIDS. They tried it. If you, if you remember, 
the, the you know remember what 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 were the letter the, the the letters in AIDS stand for? Acquired immune deficiency syndrome, correct? And you've all you've interviewed a, a woman, a professional, a doctor who was involved in this whole investigation, and there was no AIDS. It was all a fabrication. It was so powerful, so convincing. That people were dying of AIDS, but they were they were dying of the fact the same way that the placebo effect can be can be used to to have a person repair their their symptoms over overcome uh, you know whatever they're, they're going through the same way the placebo can be used to kill you. <laughs> if you believe that this glass of water is nothing but poison. You, it's going to make you super sick, and on, and if not, it's, it is going to kill you. So, that's the uh, the AIDS virus. It was very specific because it was targeting a specific members of society, but it, it was successful in what it did because so many people died of so many symptoms, and there was no, I mean, like the like the I don't I forget her name. Is it was Celia? I think it was Celia Finn. There was no AIDS. There was no AIDS virus. It was. It was whole. It was, I think that must, that may have been a trial run. Now we're going to do it globally. First, we're going to target this sector of the population. Now we're going to do it globally because we're still in the same boat. There is no evidence that there is any virus. And in fact, Charlie Ward says that COVID-19 is not the name of virus. COVID-19 stands for Certificate of Vaccination. One nine, one nine stands for the letters of the alphabet, the letter A, and the and the letter I stands for certificate of vaccination AI. The, the uh, thing is not a microorganism at all. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it's it's like so obvious when you look at the the data that no, this is not the the. We, we're talking to an audience that already knows this, is what it is. What I will say is that what I've said from the beginning is that, look it, whatever's in those shots is not going to be magically taken out of the shots, or maybe it will be, but I can't prove that about with shungite. But shungite will build up your immune system in so many ways that whatever's in it, is not going to survive the, the your immune system, the shungite enhanced immune system. So well, let's put let's put it another way. We know beyond shadow of doubt because the more tests we do, the more convinced we get is that no matter what it is, no matter like what kind of energy, if it's chemical energy, electrical energy, magnetic, uh, light energy. I mean, we just keep testing it, and it just keeps responding. It changes the spin. It corrects. If something is incorrectly spinning, it gets corrected. If something is spinning negatively, it gets corrected. So this, whatever this shedding is, whatever these particles are, they obviously have an energy signature. And this is a man-made crap that they're doing. So obviously this thing has a negative energy signature. Can this survive in the presence of us of a shungite field? Because we're not dealing, we're not talking shungite chemistry anymore, since we see it working without physical contact. 
So the the physical presence, the physical contact with the Shungite is not critical. The stickers aren't touching anything, and yet they're still working. So will the Shungite neutralize whatever is the energy, negative energy signature of this thing? Is of I say yes. You know, even though this whole thing is a lie and a scam, I I don't care. It it's still going to work because if whatever they're injecting people is shedding something that is of a negative energy signature, yeah, it's going to be get completely neutralized. Yes, no doubt. And for all we know, it's the amount of shungite that is on Sandy's refrigerator, and you know, <laughs> you know, because I, I, when you said that to me, I thought yes, maybe, but then I went back to the dog, because when she got the second shot, I didn't even know she had had the first shot, but then she gets the second shot, and the next time I go over with the dog, the dog started running up to her, and then about. I'd say four feet away. All of a sudden, he stopped. Boom, you know. And he looked so at he her, was and then he, something. yes, he was feeling something. And um, the next day, it was the same thing. But by the third day, he didn't. He didn't have that reaction to her. So, you know, I she may yeah, have whatever been, it was it got neutralized. That's what I think. That's <laughs> what I think. Um. And then right after, well, not right after that, but like a month later, she went and got a complete physical, and everything looks right. But again, they can't, in many ways, check out your immune system. They can check out certain things, but, you know, your immune system is, um, well, I, I don't know about everybody else, but I have gotten, I've had health problems, but it was always energy stuff. Like somebody would come and visit, and then they'd leave, and I'd be sick for four days. Or when I went and had to travel someplace, it was like, yeah, I was, I was, not, I was having problems, but it was all, all energy. It wasn't any bug. I don't get colds. I don't get flus. I don't none of that stuff. So, um, and I've been on Shanghai, you know, for probably longer than most people because that's my job to find it. <laughs> and find find Walt or Walt found me <laughs> oh good lord it's a very read Cosmic Re- or Shungite Reality go get the book and get it from from uh, Derek and you get a, a S4 sticker with it you know get that book and read it because it's just such a an amazing insight it's a window into Shungite and our Walt me Derek the the journey that we've taken to understand it and more than that the the there's like i think it's 60 65 pages of people's testimonials concerning all different things that we wouldn't have even thought of because we didn't have the problem um so you know if you if you really want to know the best remedy i mean there's all sorts of stuff out there okay um hydrochloroquine Okay, it comes from quinine. You can listen to a sound of the vibration, the frequency of quinine on uh, Cosmic Reality's uh, list of uh, or, uh, different audios that Walt's been putting together for years. And if you want that link and you're on, uh, listen, on the chat room, just go down and you're going to see this green graph-looking thing. Click on that and take you to the to the page where all these things are, are, are listed. And 
even even you can make it even easier. You get yourself. You can do it with regular shungite. The the doing it with a shungite spiral in any of the different frequencies it's in, but you can program it. You can take shungite is a tool, a magical tool, and magic is only the manipulation of energy, but it's a magical tool that works with you. It enhances your ability just like any other tool. You know, yeah, you can use your fingers well, to put in a screw, but you might want a screwdriver. <laughs> yeah, th this is the fantastic uh, curve. Uh, I mean, I, if we look at everything that's happening around us, the without that emotional charge of going ballistic or going mental, just look at things in a neutral way. This is an amazing, like some people say, this is an amazing time to be alive because what we are learning is it not how uh, this or that is dependent on our consciousness. No. How everything is running on our consciousness, how everything that surrounds us, even the things that we think, oh, that has nothing to, no, it has everything to do with your consciousness. So this is, this Shanghai is like a wake-up call for us because it's telling, okay, no, you have to live consciously more and more. Don't stop this driving on cruise control and letting other things, no. Now you make the choice. If, if this is the choice you're making to live consciously, then you have to be, you're, you're conscious of everything. The, for example, when I, when I feed the cats, before I feed the cats, even before I open the cans, I hold the cans in my hands and keep visualizing the white roses going through it, cleansing out the energy in the cans. And, and invariably, without exception, every time I do that, the roses turn black and I keep just sending another one. So I, I, I keep rotating flowing roses through the cans until the rose that I visualize is clearly white. And interestingly enough, none of the cats throw up. No, they, they stopped. Because before it was like uh, at the wood said, okay, what flavor do you want? What what should I give you that you, you want, you know, you want to throw up? No, they don't. They stopped throwing up because I'm consciously and consciously de decontaminating the, the food. I'm not putting shungite in the food. I'm just... Uh, you know, working to get it, you know, being awake while you're doing something. So now it, it is changing the food because now they're not throwing it any, anymore or like before they were finicky or I don't want this taste, I want another taste. No, that's, that's gone, it's gone away. But who has changed? I have changed. I have changed in my reality. I'm more awake about what I'm doing. I'm not just going through the motions, everything on, on automatic and cruise control. No. Awake about, you know, washing the, the dishes, <laughs> and I, I couldn't have done it with it without Shanghai because it motivates you. It, it it gives you the impulse to be aware of what you're doing and how you're doing it. So it's it's a great teacher for for someone that doesn't have a mouth to talk. Uh, it sure gets his message across, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I had something in my mind, but it it's gone now. 
Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. Do not, do not, do not interfere with a, when the producer is saying something. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, no, I, I'm. Just, I, I was. I went back to the white rose because I have the same issues with my cats, and I think right now I have probably every type of cat food that's ever been made anytime, any place. <laughs> I mean, it's like, and well, let's try this one, you know, and. Um, but I didn't, this white rose, now this is something that you never spoke about, the white rose, until after you had your little physical thing. You might have been doing it before then. But this white rose concept is just amazing because remember the first thing that we put into the uh, reality dialer was the pink rose for uh, protection, security, safety. Uh, the white rose never came up in in you know our our energy the work, energy work we were doing, and so I'm going to try this out. I'm going to zap it. The very a, first time I, I learned of it was a bit many even many years before before I even met you. Remember that the I, I I don't know if it's Hopkins or Hankings or Hawkins, the last name of a scientist. He's a I think he's a scientist and a metaphysician. He's the the gentleman who composed this scale of consciousness, and depending on the numbers, you know, is where you are. For example, Jesus has a number, and and love has a number, and compassion, and so on and so forth. And it, I learned this from the workshop from Jim Self in the the. Uh, learning alchemy, and he explained how the rose has an amazing, very powerful essence. I think it's above a a thousand. And the the rose is also featured um, when you, if you like listening to the, uh, what do you call it, these uh, seminars by Dan Winter, because the geometry of the rose, it's a perfect example of the phi spiral. The, the way the petals arrange themselves, it's it's following the pattern of the Fibonacci spiral. So the the rose, even as a symbol, is very powerful, and it has a very high level of consciousness. So for purification reasons, that's the rose is is a great. I uh, mean, Jim Self, for example, he would, if you want to uh, protect yourself w- without pushing anybody away, just merely putting a boundary line between yourself and somebody that you know is a negative energy person like a vampire or you know very gossipy you know that kind of person all it takes is just visualize in that space between you and the person just visualize the white rose just floating there so what happens is it's it a boundary is created so their energy does not impinge on you they cannot take any of your energy and their energy does not impinge on you. And, and you can do that either with a person physically or at a distance. All it is is just a matter of you seeing it in, in the air. So that, uh, when I learned that technique from him, used it for a lot of things. Like, for example, if I have, instead of putting the stones a lot, like some people say, oh, if you want to purify the stones, you have to put them in water. Other people put them in salt water. There are stones that you can get them wet. 
Uh, there are, and you need to put them in the sunlight. Well, this is Minnesota in the dead of winter. You'll be lucky if you can get an idea of sun sunlight. So just use the rose. I just and I, I just visualize and I see the rose flowing through the stone and, and rotating around the stone, and it and it changes. It's it's not an imagination thing. It's not something that I'm, I'm forcefully doing it. But you see, it changes color. In your mind's eye, as you're visualizing, I'm, I'm making the effort, the conscious uh, effort of will to visualize a white rose. But as soon as I see the rose going into whatever I'm trying to clean, it changes color. It's, I'm not, it's not my doing. I'm not willing it to change color. And sometimes it's red. Sometimes it's like a dirty yellow. Sometimes it's just outright black. And then send another one and another one and another and the the, the dirty rose uh, Jim self teaches to toss it up into the air you know use uh, again always using your imagination and you just explode it like fireworks and that energy will go to where it came from in a negative way so it's not contaminating anything or anybody or any place and then you use another one and another until the rose that you visualize white stays white because the place, uh, the thing has been fully cleared. So when I made the uh, cloud busters that I sent out, first I started e- each of the stones and the blossom. I kept asking, do you want to go? No. Do you want to go? Yes. So I only included those stones that said, yes, I want to be part of this. And then I did the clean, the cleansing. So each stone was, was purified before it went into, into the resin. And this... So, again, something, it has to do with being awake and aware of what you're doing instead of just going on going on uh, cruise control and just, I don't know, daydreaming nonsensical things while your body is busy doing work. We, I guess the time for our body's busy while our mind is, is goofing off is over. Now we have to be awake in in everything we do, because our consciousness is everything. I want to thank you for that. That was that was excellent. Um, the thing that I had I wanted to say was that the first thing that happens when you get with Shanghai when you start to work with it is your the fogginess in your brain goes away. And that's what the, what they try to keep us in with all the electromagnetics and all of the in-your-face, um, you know, uh, programming that they're doing from every every place you look is programming. All of that is designed to cloud your mind so you can't think. That's what they're afraid of is that human beings will begin to think as individuals. And so the first thing that happens is that you know your 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 mind just clears. And th- and think about it. Now I'm what 73 years old, and I'm damn sharp for for you know I don't have any hesitations. Once in a while I do, but I I and I, I because I mean there was a time, oh I would say probably now at least 15 years ago, where I would look at a number. And go to dial it, and by the time I went to dial it, I couldn't remember what the number was. And it started to spook me. It was like little things that I started seeing that, you know, ooh, why did I, you know. 
And um, yes, turmeric helped to to clear that somewhat. But I'm very aware of where my mind or brain was going, you know, 15 years ago. And now I don't think there's any limitation as to what information I can pull up. I just don't doubt it. And that's the other thing is that I believe that once you become unclouded in your mind and your chakra, your energy system begins to become stable and uh working efficiently that all of this works to make you really superhuman in that everything is working right is a superhuman but everything around us is trying to drive us into something that is less than even human so again it's not that Shungite is is doing all this, you have to work, you have to engage with it. Yes, it does, a lot of the stuff is automatic. Even if you didn't want it to happen, it would be happening. Well, you could adjust it because it it will react to thoughts. Good, powerful thoughts of love and joy. And man, Shungite just levitates that, elevates that. So, um, yeah, it's... And since the uh, blue meteorite or blue light, the plasma ball that exploded over the shungite field it's it's the, the you know i said when we started out walt remember i said shungite leveled the playing field well yep, when yep, that yep. When, when we got that the playing field was no longer level we were in command and that's yep. i've never i've never lost that feeling that you know since that that blue plasma ball Mark, um, Dolly's wondering if you're even here. <laughs> you're probably reading her. You should have said something in chat. To uh, where are you getting that? Because I've been talking to her on chat. Well, right in front of me, she asked, is Mark still there? And I said, yes. No, she said, I want to thank you for that link. I, I shared that um, FEMA's going to run some kind of emergency test on August 11th, and that was really important. So she's bringing it up on the next show. Okay, what what? So explain that, please. Uh, I put it in the link or the chat room twice. Um, FEMA.gov slash press release back in June 11th. Uh, headline is FEMA and FCC plan nationwide emergency alert test for August 11th. Test messages will be sent out to TVs and radios along with select cell phones that have opted in to receive test messages. That's the official FEMA site. Hmm. So that's a topic for the next show. That's what I talked to Dolly about. And she said it was really important to uh, uh, bring up then. I'm looking to see. I put the link twice in chat anyway. Um, people can just type okay, in that headline. So, so the, the 11th, is, August 11th is a Wednesday. That's interesting. I mean, you never know with these things. They could just move the date again. Right. Pretty familiar with moving goalposts. Is it, is it is it known if this is this a Gabal movement or is this the military movement? Who who's in charge of this this movement? So where I got that link from is a Twitter page that seems to be pretty up and up and well informed. You know, updating on the audit thing. Um, so as far as I know, from where it came from, it's like four oh four something on Twitter um, that it's legit. So far, as of like whenever I got it, 
last week. Maybe I can revisit the page again and give people the exact Twitter uh, thing. But you mentioned a name, Walt, um, Celia Farber, I think, regarding the AIDS thing. Uh-huh. And um, no, I just wanted to make sure that that was the right. Yeah, so that I'm having my own um, back and forth regarding the germ versus terrain theory. And um, I mean, the word weaponized is overused, of course. But if if um, this whole virus thing, the the more not necessarily morphogenic field of it, but just the whole virus fear porn thing is used as the next economy of uh, nanobiotech, uh, you know, of the going direct reset, like harvesting people's energy towards crypto and, and uh, you know, the next big economy. You, you know what? I For whatever is worth, my little two sons, I think they waited too long to deploy this this plan. People yeah. are, uh, started uh, waking up far too fast and they just waited. They, they were so sure of themselves because they are being consistently, they have behaved that way. Nobody can control us. Nobody can rule us. Nobody's more powerful than we are. They just waited too long. And they waited, they waited, and waited. And because the, the primary, you pay, if you pay attention, they, uh, one of their first things they did is they waited, they forced people to wait on technology. They kept holding back the technology, holding back the technology, holding, keep, kept, keep people as primitive as possible until they got to the point that people just woke up incredibly fast and it's too late. People are waking up in droves and those that are asleep are those that are choosing fear. As long as you choose fear, you you are subject to everything and everyone. So anybody can control you because you're in a state of fear. And they just took too long. I don't want to contradict you, but... <laughs> um. The 5G thing, okay, I, I, I think that the, 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 what you might have been seeing was trying to perfect it, trying to make sure that, that it was going to work. But they got to a point where people on their own were waking up. So they rushed 5G because 5G was not, they weren't even supposed to start pu- putting it out until 2020. And my first show on 5G was in 2014. And I thought I had quite a long time. And all of a sudden, by, you know, 2019, I'm freaking out. I said, oh, my God, they've been building it for the last five years. And so, to me, it was rushed. And when they did that, that awoke even more people. And they're like, (laughs) oh, dear, you know. And what I heard recently was that they actually planned for this pandemic scenario to go off in 2030. But because so many people were waking up, <clears throat> I see what I think happened is that I think that they really weren't in a position to, again, they were being rushed, okay? Because what I found out recently that's fascinating is that, and this comes from um, Dr. Reiner Fulmich, and what he's saying is that he thinks that there was a leak at the lab, but it really wasn't that effective. Now, I think that there was a purposeful uh, introduction to Wuhan, the population of Wuhan, 
of this connection between 5G and uh, vaccinations. Because <clears throat> right before they turned on the 5G in Wuhan, they did a mass inoculation of everybody. So I think it was a test run. You know, and what happened was that it was so effective that people started freaking out about it. And so they ran with it, even though it wasn't, because they've got pieces in 5G. Where you see the people that are having the most problems with the COVID, there's 5G around. So they just up to 5G because we said at the beginning of all this that the symptoms that you're seeing in COVID are symptoms of 5G. You're being attacked by 5G. And so if you've, you've, you've done this and now everybody's starting to freak out, then you push the fear narrative. The, the, the entire, this has been just propaganda. Okay, yes, it was yeah. working in certain places, but it was just really propaganda. It's bullshit. And Fulmich is, is aware of this. So now his interpretation of, because all of a sudden, now they, they've, oh, we made a mistake. We should have looked at the lab leak theory. And now this is the big thing being promoted, right? And um, Pomich is saying, it's a, this is another PSYOPs thing. He says, now they're telling people, yes, it, it's real because it escaped from the lab. But it, that's not true either. <laughs> you know? And it was listening to him was like, whoa, how many games are they playing with our heads? So, oh, wow, we're at the end of the show. Say goodbye. <laughs> Jeez, I'm talking, talking. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you for adding your, your consciousness to ours. We are winning this game. Are you having fun? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mark? Great show. Thanks, everybody. Take care. Be safe, everybody. Thank you so much. You have been listening to the Shanghai Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for being here. Be safe.